Good. That, that, that would be done. Yes, as a matter of fact. We know that. <coughs> yes, yes, yes. Hey, Dan, that's my line. Isn't it amazing that this guy is the governor? <laughs> it is just absolutely mind-blowing that this person is the governor. Hmm. Hey, we have news on Cranston PD Live. This is Dennis O'Reilly. Hola. Hey, that is Trish. Thank you, Nicole to Jesus. Ruby Ann. Hola, Pamela. Folks, we're thinking of, let's do a quick vote right now on Facebook. Cranston PD Live Friday night. Should we do it Friday night again? I will abide by this, Salvatore, by the will of the people. You guys decide. All right, we're live on the radio. Un momento. One minute. One moment. Quiet on the set. Quiet, Harry. The governor. Who lives in Hey, Lady Dan, that's my line. <coughs> How exciting. A train. <laughs> the clickety-clack. What is he, Bobby Bacala with the train hat? Conductor hat, excuse me, in the garage or wherever in the basement? McKee, they call this a train. What'll be next? A talking box. I hear there's a television, they call it. Clickety-clack. Well, at 12.06 on this Wednesday, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380. And 99.9 FM. Now, I want to welcome in, we are more and more developing uh, our listener base into Massachusetts. Now, again, it's strong. You can listen at AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And I want to welcome so many people in, especially uh, towards the Attleboro area, Foxborough even. Um, hearing from people in Plainfield. All over Mass. What I, what I like about it is they said... There's another talk program on at this time in based out of Massachusetts. And every day the topic is the Hunter Biden laptop. <laughs> I, I think that's been played out. All right. I think that's been played out. And so that's why, you know, we're going to obviously talk about the situation that happened in, in Duxbury. I'm going to let people that want to talk about that. You know what? I'm going to surrender that topic to them. But this situation in Duxbury, folks, it is uh, what a brutal month it has been, which is a Duxbury is a beautiful, beautiful part, beautiful town, Massachusetts on the on the South Shore. But as I, I bring the latest on this, it's just unimaginable story. That's the way I kind of describe it. Now, also, I, I want to I'm going to highlight what's going on with these Providence schools as well. And then the Dolan trial. I was in court yesterday. Um. <clears throat> I'm not even going to say it was like a few good men when they get Colonel Jessup on the stand of who called the code red. It, it was, 
if if you're if you're anyone, let alone a police officer, you don't want to. I understand he had to go on the stand yesterday. This is the off-duty protective police officer, but and 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 in so much the Providence Journal story was actually very good. Tom Mooney's a very good reporter. I I would be very surprised if they come back with a not guilty. Very very surprised. But I'm going to touch on all of that, folks. But um, as we kick things off on this. Uh, Wednesday, as far as the, this is the Noon Report Live on Facebook. Please share that you are watching. And thank you for the stars, by the way. We depend on the stars, as a matter of fact. People are saying, hey, I noticed the lighting when you go live is better. The the quality is better. Everything, well, that's because people send stars. We depend on that. Folks, this portion of the program, though, is brought to you by Propane Plus. Call them today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Give them a call. <clears throat> These, they, Propane Plus, they're the type of people you want to do business with. Three generations. There's no one more knowledgeable. But it's the way they do the operation. You know, I go there personally and meet with the team, with the owner. First of all, the place is immaculate. They are committed. They've been in this business for a long time. It's Propane Plus, but they, they are reasonable. They're the type of business that you want to see thrive and, and survive and succeed. Propane Plus, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Always online at propaneplus.com. Now, folks, check out the website, debitro.com. You can also, uh, we do have, we did Cranston PD Live last night. I, we may be doing it this Friday night. Hold the phone. But we did post it. It's obviously on the Facebook page. We were out with Sergeant Quavesi again. And then it's also on YouTube. Just find John DePietro's show on YouTube. But if you visit the website, dipietro.com, it has all our links to social media. And don't forget the website, which is sponsored by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks. It's so terrific at the, the Coesed Inn. I am going to talk about the Dolan trial. I am going to talk about... This is embarrassing what's going on with the Providence schools. Um, but but it, it, that being that as it may, I, I want to touch on this situation in, in Duxbury. And for those that <clears throat> maybe not that familiar with it, if you're in Massachusetts, you know it. That is, you want to talk about a desirable place to live. It is the South Shore. And Duxbury, Mass., which, I mean... One of the things that just kind of stands out to me, if, again, you know that area, whether it is um, uh, Cohasset, which is really beautiful, um, and, and certainly Duxbury, but I, I, one of the, the reasons that kind of stood out to me, I remember, was the two Farrelly brothers lived there. They both had homes. I don't know if they still do, but they had homes in Duxbury. It's right along the water. If, if you know the South Shore at all, you know, you have Cohasset that's a little farther north, and you come into North Situate, Situate, and then you go, you know, Marshfield. But Duxbury is just so beautifully situated, and a good part of it rolls along the water. And the thing about Duxbury is, and again, I, I only know this from the Farrelly's, is it's such easy access to the Cape. So... I know years ago in interviewing and even had a meal with Bobby Fairley, he, you know, described how they loved living in Duxbury because 
then when they wanted to, it's it's that much quicker because then they, those guys are big on the Cape and um, and it's easy access to to get there. And what happened last night in Duxbury, it's I I don't know how to explain something like that. Um, and it it's just so odd that this month, <coughs> excuse me, I um. You know, the, the Brian Walsh on a Walsh case out of Cohasset. What it, it's gruesome. The Google searches kinda to me demonstrate. I think just stay with me just for a moment. The Anna Walsh Brian Walsh cases, it's unimaginable in a beautiful town like Cohasset that you have those three little boys in the house and New Year's even a New Year's Day, and if we're to believe everything that police have laid out, and so far I don't see any evidence that contradicts it, but that Brian Walsh not only took the life of his wife, uh, Anna Walsh, he then proceeded with the aid of Google and Home Depot to dismember her, as gruesome as that is, and then essentially used dumpsters in Brockton and Abington <clears throat> to dispose of her remains and and they they may never be found so you're thinking how could anyone do that let alone do that to their spouse in the house with the three children so <clears throat> to me the year kind of started out that way and certainly the month did and now here we are the end of january and this story out of duxbury um that broke last night and the the running story that we have is you you have this woman who's a nurse and i believe a labor delivery nurse um at a very reputable hospital and and lives in duxbury with her husband and they have three children five three and an eight month old and somehow last night the, the story and the narrative that we have from law enforcement is that at some point last night, the, the husband went to go pick up, you know, they ordered takeout, which is very common, let alone if you have, you know, young family, young children and whatever, what have you. And when he comes back to the house, I just... You know, it's unimaginable for anyone, but what what really, I don't know, this is just one of those cases to me, it just kind of makes you shake your head in, in disbelief because, you know, what, what we're whole, I, I'm looking at the headlines, and the headline to me doesn't even do the story justice. I'm not picking on them, by the way, but Channel 12, two kids dead after being found in Duxbury Home. Well, it goes a lot more than that. It's, it's not just two kids dead. The father comes home. He's the one that calls 911 from Summer Street. And when you first heard that the, a woman jumped out of a window, I'm thinking, do they live at like in an apartment complex? But no, they live in like a normal, seemingly home. Looks like it could be a cape or colonial perhaps. So it's not that far to the ground, right? You're not going six stories down or higher. 
but then what they found inside was before she jumped. We have no other evidence. And I am trying to be as sensitive to this story as possible, but it would seem <clears throat> that what they found was the child, the five-year-old child and the three-year-old child <clears throat> were pronounced dead at the hospital. And then the eight-month-old child is still alive and receiving treatment, but the current condition is unknown. So I, I don't want to ignore the story because it's it's so I um you know I, listen number one you could just say we, we sometimes hear about different horrors that take place but I'll just say and if you're a parent out there listening right now at 1216 watching or listening AM 1380 99.9 FM you know when when you and I've been, you know, fortunate, three healthy children. It To say it changes your life, you know, anyone that's a parent, you know that when you, when you have a child and you're lucky enough to, fortunate enough to have a, a child and a healthy child, that it's, a, it's incredible the instinct that kicks in that if there was ever an element of danger, and I'm not going to say anything that other people I don't think think or, but I just want to verbalize it, that... It's, it's an incredible uh, sensation because you suddenly have this tiny little being, this tiny little person. But what, what people other people don't understand is you, you would literally do anything to protect that young infant. It's, it's really remarkable. Um, and, and, and as far as you would even risk your life or even forfeit your life to protect that little infant you would and that's why and it's so jarring when you hear of um and and i i think it's one of those things that unless you go through it you know people can talk a good game about they would do anything for their friends right um, they would do anything for a sibling but would they really would they really you know quote like take a bullet for a friend or take a bullet, so to speak, for a sister or brother. So, but you would for your children. I mean, it, it comes down to that. And again, I, if you're a parent right now, I think you, you're nodding. Because you you literally, if it came down to, and you would, you know, would obviously pray that it would never be a situation like that. But if there was ever a situation, the hypothetical, if someone said, Right, it's either you or your child. You 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 give up your life. You would, and parents have done that. <clears throat> um, so to think that a mother now, I I know the mother's name, and I I even have seen photos, and it's it's just it's it's hard to rationalize the state of mind. That someone would be in. Like, I, let me go a step farther. The, the Brian Walsh situation, um, the, the Brian Walsh situation, what was, again, notice, even with the Brian Walsh situation, it was the three boys 
were asleep upstairs in the Walsh home. <clears throat> but this situation, you know, I, I'm looking at a photo and I know this picture. The reason I know the picture is it's, it's the two siblings, the little boy and the little girl, and they have their young new sibling who is a newborn on a pillow in front of them. And I, I know that because it's like the first photo you do where the children see their new, whether it's a brother or sister. I can't tell from the picture. I'm not going to disclose it. And there's another photo that shows these, you know, young, appealing young parents with these beautiful children. And that's why it would be unimaginable. It would be tough to think if someone broke in to the home or there was some instance, hear me out, where um, where someone harmed those three beautiful children, right? Five, three, and eight months old. But I think what really just kind of takes your breath away and kind of stops you in your tracks is that, um, and again, unless we have evidence that leads us in a different direction, that it, that it was it was done with by the mother, and I actually have more details about this that I'm I'm not even going to get into because I'm going to just let it play itself out. Obviously, now how do I have that? Well, because of number one being cohasset, <clears throat> because of my interaction with first responders and law enforcement, they they pass it along. So, but whatever would lead. I, I, it, it, it does to me, it, I'm not trying to minimize it. How can I, it just seems un, almost like unrelatable. Like I, I, I don't know what to make of that. And she's alive by all accounts. For all we know, she's alive. Not only is that mother alive, she's, she's going to face charges on this. She's a registered nurse in Mass General Hospital. I think she's even a delivery nurse at Mass General Hospital, you're dealing with newborns. You are <clears throat> caring for newborns. You are, and anyone, again, if you've ever had a, ever dealt with the people at women and infants from the hospital, there's, there's a, I don't know, there's just a different, different dynamic to the individuals that truly work with brand new children that are delivered to our world. But I, I think that's the part, you know, with with um, with the Anna Walsh case. And folks, I recognize at twelve twenty three, it's a it's a heavy program here on the John DePietro show. But there's no other way. I'm not gonna. Well, you know, I'm not gonna talk about it because it's my God. It's I'm not gonna be like the you know the people down the dial. Well, it didn't happen within the Western Leaderwood socket. My God, it's right over the line. <clears throat> um. With Deanna Walsh, Brian Walsh, there were people saying, like, you, you know, divorce is an option here, Brian Walsh. Okay, so the wife is going to move to Washington, D.C. with your three sons. And, and by the way, you're waiting to go to federal prison. So as, as Lacey Peterson's mother said in the witness impact statement, 
with Scott Peterson sitting right there in court. Divorce is an option. What did Scott Peterson do? You know what? On second thought, I think I'd like to be single, even though he's got, was she eight months pregnant, nine, nine months pregnant? And he just, eh, she doesn't exist anymore. I mean, it's it's insanity. But, but with this, I, um, it, it's one of those things. I don't know if we're ever going to know. I just wonder if we're ever going to know from the husband what was what exactly was going on. And there's there's obviously something really wrong here. Again, fight with spouse happens every day, disagreement, custody battle, all those things. But you're the the mother Three-year-old, five-year-old? Now, the eight-month-old, we don't know what was going on with that. I don't know. It's so disturbing. I didn't want to ignore it. You, to me, you can't ignore it. But it is is—it is just one of those, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to process, I think. And again, that... All right, now I'm looking at Boston Globe. Woman, in, I mean, the second floor... It's, it's a cape. It's a cape. Woman investigated suspect death of two children, ages five and three in Duxbury. The woman who jumped out of the window. It's, it's not that high. I mean, it, I, I mean, that is not a suicide attempt. That, that is a cry for help. Um, this was just posted. The woman who jumped out of the window of the Duxbury home is being investigated as a suspect in the death of the two young children. According to Plymouth District Attorney Tim Cruz, a third child was airlifted to Boston Hospital with traumatic injuries. Ah, Duxbury police and fire were called to the home 47 Summer Street around 6 o'clock by a man who reported the woman had attempted suicide by dropping out the window I mean that's how high is that I mean I'm looking at a picture of the house I'm just trying to picture if you had a basketball hoop up 15 feet 12 feet officers discovered three children upstairs in the home unconscious obvious signs of trauma five-year-old girl and a three-year-old boy were pronounced dead at hospital. An eight-month-old was flown to the Boston Hospital for treatment. The woman and the children were not identified, and her relationship to the victims was not disclosed. Now, they're saying, the Globe is saying a five-year-old girl and a three-year-old boy. Now, I want to, um, yeah, 15 feet max. I want to just, um, the photo, see, this is why... Okay, I was going to, I might have guessed that the boy was older, but maybe, maybe not. Perhaps not. Um, yeah, 15 feet maxed. <laughs> no. <clears throat> um, he declined to disclose further details, citing, go, citing the ongoing investigation. Described the woman as a suspect in the deaths of the children. Woman was rushed to a hospital undergoing treatment Tuesday night. 
Two police cruisers were parked in the driveway of the Summer Street house. There was no other outward sign of what authorities say took place inside the single-family home. A Kia SUV was parked in the driveway with a sticker on the back reading Baby on Board. Nearby was a boat wrapped for the winter season. Swing set visible in the backyard, along with a green slide, a soccer ball, a toy wheelbarrow behind a white picket fence. White picket fence is a very good visual. White picket fence is a very good visual for that because that's exactly what, to me, the type of life that people thought they were living. And by the way, the soccer ball, the tiny wheelbarrow swing set, doesn't that sound familiar to anyone who has young children? You have three children, ages eight months, three, and five. Tim McGrath lives nearby, was walking his dog on Summer Street. Passes the house every day, shocked to learn what happened. They're so young. I mean, the mother is the suspect, five and three. Baby's eight months old. Radio transmission on the website, Broadcastify, provided a chilling account of what first responders discovered when they arrived at the home. We've got three pediatric arrests, a firefighter, firefighter says at one point. Three pediatric arrests. We've got mutual aid on the way. The transmission between firefighters on the scene also gave a sense of the life-saving efforts they were undertaking. Cap, a firefighter, asked of the captain of command, can you get one of the cops to help us with compression so we can do some other stuff? A few minutes later, the first responder had placed the four patients into four ambulances, and the commander on the scene updated the dispatcher. Earlier, according to Broadcastify, a dispatch reported the woman jumped off the top floor of the house and had injured herself before the fall. She's conscious. It was a, Oh, they're, they're saying it was a 20-foot fall. I don't even think it's that high, but... The dispatcher also said the woman sustained back injuries and neck lacerations. Now, I heard she harmed herself with her wrists. On Twitter this morning, the Duxbury Fire Department wrote public safety resources from six towns were part of the response to the home. Josh Cutler, Duxbury resident, state representative. It's hard to find the right words for the unimaginable tragedy in Duxbury. At a news conference Tuesday night, the Duxbury police chief said the tragedy was not random, no further threat. Um, I want to see the Broadcastify Duxbury response. Let me just see if I can... Um, folks, and if you're listening right now at, at 1230, I... Um, I... Um, th this... I, I, I'm hearing people, we're going to have to wait how she's diagnosed. I'm hearing and seeing people posting about postpartum depression. And someone, I, I want to wait till we get more info on this because someone um, sent me uh, something saying that, you know, sometimes some of the drugs that women are prescribed can can um, really cause, you know, do more damage. I, I don't know enough about it. I'm not saying that that didn't happen, but it just seems to be an awful lot of, um, that, that's a little bit speculation. Let me just find if I can find that.
No. Doesn't mean it's not there, but let me try one more thing at 1231. No. Um, well, no one's posting it anyway. Whew. All right. Let me just stay on track here. But again, it, it is, um, boy, 1232. I know there's a lot of different speculation on this. Folks, the, the mental health battle that people are going through right now, it is, I mean, it is so prevalent. All of this talk out there about and, and and it's so much of the politics right that that um i'm going to play some of the sound of the, the covering of it but there's so much of the you know white supremacists are the biggest threat right now and all of this other stuff you have a 72 year old asian man they're now saying that was a workplace in rage rage that happened on saturday night that shot and killed, I think it was 11, it's 11 people now, 72 years old. And then there was another shooting in Northern California, that's California. But, and then the Walsh case is so bizarre, so hard to imagine what he did in their home to his wife. It's like a switch went off. Not only took her life, dismembered her. Anna Walsh, what Brian Walsh is alleged to have done. But now this, it's hard to fathom. And I, I'm not going, I don't think I'm out too much on a limb here, but it, it, it's hard to fathom what's going through someone's mind. Seemingly, totally, completely normal. And then, again, Fight with the husband. Hey, we in in the in last uh, June in in Cumberland, that was murder suicide. That was murder suicide in Cumberland. Whatever happened that night, the husband killed his wife and then turned the killed himself. So, but this, the five year old and the three year old. And the eight-month-old, I, I don't. Whew. Folks, this portion of the program, as I am struggling to maintain some sense of it, it is just, that that is not in another country. That was not in the 40s, right, with the Nazis. No. This was Duxbury last night, less than 24 hours ago. This portion of the program, brought by our friend Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. 401-434-1510. Offices located 400 Massoyed Avenue in East Providence. Listen, it's really simple. He's terrific. Get your finances in order. And it's a free consultation. Someday, you can't live forever, you also can't work forever. Why not sit down with a trusted professional and take advantage, get some planning going? all I'm suggesting. There's no obligation here. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Offices located at 400 Massoyed Avenue in East Providence. It's a free consultation. 401-434-1510. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. I want to just play the sound from the, the Duxbury thing. It's um, 
it's just so brutal. It is. It's hard, you know, and I know some people could say you have no idea what it's like in the postpartum depression. And, you're, you know, you are right. Um, as a male, as I don't. Again, someone wants to harm their self. Tragically, that happens all the time. Someone wants to harm their spouse. Tragically, that happens all the time. Goes to a different place with the five-year-old, three-year-old, eight-month-old. Kind of goes to, yeah. A, a different place. Let me play. This is the Channel 7. We are following breaking news in Duxbury. Two young children are dead and another is in the hospital. The you can see the investigators suspect. there around the house where it happened as they Gruesome. try to figure out exactly what the chain of events were this evening. Police got a call from a man who lives in the home just after 6 o'clock this evening. What they discovered when they got to that house was heartbreaking. The night team's Caroline Goggin live in Duxbury tonight with all the breaking details. Caroline? Adam and Kim, officials believe this situation involves a mother and her three children, two of whom are dead tonight in a situation that is bound to rock this community. Oh. This is an unimaginable, senseless tragedy. An investigation underway after tragedy in Duxbury. The Plymouth County DA says two children are dead and one is in the hospital after being found unconscious in a Summer Street home Ooh. tonight. I have Marshfield, Kingston, and Pembroke on the way with ambulance. It all started with a 911 call. Duxbury police received a 911 call from a male resident who arrived home and reported the attempted suicide of the adult female resident who had jumped out of the window in the, the hall. When crews got on scene, they found the woman who was taken to the hospital to be treated. But then first responders made a grim discovery. First responders subsequently located three children under the age of five, unconscious, with obvious signs of trauma. The DA says a five-year-old girl and a three-year-old boy were taken to the hospital where they died. An eight-month-old boy was flown to a Boston hospital where he is currently being treated. As this investigation continues, officials have a message for the Duxbury community. This is not uh, something that happened randomly. This is uh, People should remain safe, believe that they are safe in their homes and on the streets here in the town of Duxbury. And officials tell us they are not identifying any of the victims tonight. They tell us their investigation is ongoing. We are live in Duxbury tonight. I'm Caroline Goggin, 7 News. All right, now they're not saying it, but it sure sounds from the news reports that th this is a domestic situation with the mother and the father. And unless, I, I have not heard of, you know, there's been no information that has come out to say it's anything other than than that which again it is tragic um if you remember in boston they had the, remember the, they had the nanny case going back uh that's several years ago now but i i'm not sure this story and again i do um know i have who the who the sister is and who the mother is hmm Wow, really, really terrible. I mean, by all accounts, seem to be this happy, healthy family. Um, she loved her life. I don't, I mean, and I have the name. I'm not going to say the name of both parents. But works in labor and delivery 
at Massachusetts General Hospital. Hmm. Very, very troubling, to say the least. So that is, without question to me, folks, at 1240, that is the big story. And again, I, I'm not claiming to have any answers here, but I just think it goes beyond, like, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to criticize or pick on, but if you just glance and see a headline, two children found dead in the home, I don't, doesn't two children killed at Duxbury home says channel 10 infant airlifted to hospital still doesn't really tell the story it does sound that way an investigation's underway two children were killed in an incident in a Duxbury home Tim Cruz said a 911 call came in before 615 a male resident a woman had attempted suicide they go to the home, and then there's three children unconscious with obvious signs of trauma. Five-year-old girl and a three-year-old boy taken to the hospital. They were pronounced dead. And then the eight-month-old. Whew. Wow. Again, I'm not trying to um, I'm not trying to criticize. I just don't think that fully tells the story because sometimes there are tragedies of, you know gas the boston station's unimaginable slaying of two children in duxbury infant made it through the night hmm. as we search for good news police were called to a duxbury home of a, a woman trying to commit suicide but when they come to the unimaginable scene is a good word hmm um, all right, 1241. Let me stay on track here. We are monitoring. I am going to talk um, between now and 2 o'clock about the Dolan case. Yesterday, um, I I'll say sometimes the Attorney General's office unfairly gets criticized. Attorney General Peter Norona. Um, yesterday, his... Assistant Attorney General really almost like put on a clinic. I mean, you don't, I don't like to see anybody, certainly not someone in law enforcement, but th this guy should not be a police officer, this Dolan. And, and yesterday he got, he, um, <laughs> I mean, watching it in court, and I talked about it a little, just he absolutely, he just, you don't see that that often. First of all, I haven't seen since COVID a jury trial in a while. And the assistant attorney general, one of the prosecutors for attorney general, Peter Narona, the, the people, you know, a lot of people just criticize him for everything. But the people in his office, you know, they, they, those aren't easy jobs. But the prosecutor who cross-examined Off-duty officer at the time, Daniel Dolan of Pawtucket. And as I've mentioned, defense lawyer Michael Colucci, I mean, he put on, I think, probably the best possible defense he could. But the job done by, and I, I feel bad that I'm not Googling, wait a minute, it's G-U-G-L-I-E-L-M-O. Googliemo. Yeah, that's it. Daniel Googliemo. He absolutely was just, 
in rare form. But hey, listen, this guy was totally in the wrong. But his stuff of like, you know, I wanted to observe the situation. I was looking for a tactical advantage when Daniel Guglielmo of the Attorney General Peter Naroni's office said, "You're talking like this to take down of Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda. This is three teens at a pizza place in in West Greenwich. Like, what are you talking about? What planet are you on?" Well, I wanted to have a fatherly chat with him, so I shot him. It's it's sanity. No, no, and and Guglielmo. Hold on. Why do I keep mispronouncing his name? And I, I say that because I don't like when people mispronounce DiPietro. Guglielmo. That's it. He was just... You keep changing your story. You had no authority. You had no jurisdiction. Especially when he said, you realize you're saying you showed your badge? You're off duty in a different that is the equivalent of a of a costume badge at a Halloween store. Who knows what that is? You you were no position or authority to make anything there. You cut them off, you came running at them, and then you shot the driver. Dolan, well, I was jumping out of the way. By the way, he also learned they had his palm prints all over the car. Something else that was not pointed out. Let me just go to my notes from yesterday in the trial. Uh, a couple of notes that I took from the Dolan trial. Uh, Dolan's average speed was 77 miles an hour. He's driving an unregistered truck. He um, he was polite on the stand. He was in the military. So it was a yes, sir, no, sir. I mean, he was, you know, he's doing that for what it's worth. But... He said he was trying to prevent an accident. He also, he had opened a six-pack. He hid the beer in the back of his car. He said if he could do anything differently, this is Officer Dolan now, he would have chose a different parking spot and then wandered over to the car to have a fatherly chat with the driver. That is not what happened. He went rushing in, cut them off, and then came out. Is also effective when he's like, I found myself in front of the car. And the prosecutor was saying, found yourself. Like you somehow got dropped in. You walked in front of the car. You put yourself there. And then he said, I jumped out of the way. Let me just sum it up this way at 1246. Officer Dolan was trying to say that the reason that he, he was in front of the car when he shot, it would have hit the, the windshield, right? But he didn't. He shot from the driver's side, which means he was out of harm's way. If he had not shot, the car would have gone roaring off and he wouldn't have wouldn't have shot him. But Dolan is now trying to say he was in front and then he jumped to the side and in midair shot. And that's when the prosecutor said, <laughs> mocking him to the jury, like, like Rambo style. You jumped out of the way. Like, what is this? This is not... I don't know. This isn't an action film. And I think he was very effective. With, with They found his palm prints on the Audi. Where he claimed that he was two or three feet away. He got bumped by the car. I think what was very effective. You had no authority. 
And that witness that the defense could not shake, who said, I know what I saw. The guy was on the driver's side, meaning Dolan. He was in front of the car. He moved to the side. And as he was on the side, he drove, he drew, excuse me, his revolver or weapon and fired. And the witness, no matter how many times the defense tried to say, and you were going by, or you didn't, blah, blah, blah. No, nope, I know what I saw. He was on the side of the car and fired, and that totally undercuts Dolan saying, they were coming at me, I had to make a split-second decision, and I fired. That's not what happened. If Dolan, Officer Dolan of Pawtucket, who, by the way, I understand his brother's a very good police officer, but if Officer Dolan had not fired, they would have gone away, and then he's just standing there. So what does that mean? It means he didn't have to shoot them. Was he upset they were going so fast? Apparently. Was he upset that they wouldn't stop for him? Apparently. Yes. How upset was he that these three teens in an Audi would not stop as he was trying to talk to him? He shot the driver. Unless I missed something, which I don't think I did. I think it's a guilty. I do. All right, 1249. I am going to talk about the Providence schools. I am going to talk about the Providence schools. That Duxbury story, though, is just so, it's uh, it's really unnerving is what it is. It is. It's um, this portion of the program, folks, an eight-month-old infant, an eight-month-old infant. You know, I'll even go farther on the Duxbury thing. First of all, the husband is obviously alive. He called 911. The mother's alive. The mother is alive. The mother's going to stand trial on this for the two children. Whatever mindset she somehow found herself in. Wow. You know what's also very surprising about this Duxbury story is, let, let's go with the, and, and I want to just get the clinical uh, definition here of uh, the postpartum depression. Um, most do moms experience baby blues after childbirth. This is just the Mayo Clinic. Birth of a child, variety of powerful emotions, something you may not expect, depression, baby blues after childbirth, commonly includes mood swings, crying spells, anxiety, and difficult sleeping. Baby blues usually begin within the first two to three days after delivery and may last for up to two weeks. But some new moms experience a more severe, long-lasting form of depression, known as postpartum depression. Sometimes it's called it can start during pregnancy, continue after childbirth, rarely an extreme mood disorder called postpartum psychiatry. Psychiosis may develop after childbirth. Postpartum depression is not a character flaw or a weakness. Sometimes it's simply a complication of giving birth. If you have postpartum depression, prompt treatment can help you manage your symptoms, help you bond with your baby. Symptoms of depression of childbirth vary. They range from mild to severe. Baby blue syndrome. Some of the symptoms, mood swings, anxiety, sadness, irritability, feeling overwhelmed, crying, reduced concentration, appetite problems, 
trouble sleeping. Postpartum depression symptoms, depressed mood or severe mood swings. They may begin early, up to a year after birth. She is an eight-month-old. Crying too much. Difficulty bonding with your baby. Withdrawing from family and friends. Loss of appetite. Eating much more than usual. Inability to sleep. Or sleeping too much. Overwhelming tiredness or loss of energy. Less interest, pleasure, activities. Intense irritability. Fear you're not a good mother. Hopelessness. Feelings of worthlessness, shame, guilt, or inadequacy. Reduced ability to think clearly, concentrate, or make decisions. Restlessness. Severe anxiety, panic attacks. Thoughts of harming yourself or your baby. Reoccurring, reoccurring thoughts of death or suicide. Whew. Now, the next level of that, rear condition. Feeling confused and lost. Obsessive thoughts about your baby. Hallucinating. Having delusional thoughts. Sleep problems. Too much energy. Feeling upset. Feeling paranoid. Making attempts to harm yourself or your child. Um, what is unusual about this is about that this was the third child. This was the third child. So, again, I'm not going to, folks, good afternoon at 1253. I'm not trying to play Dr. Phil here, but this does seem, this is a highly, highly unusual case. It is beyond tragic to think of the horror of the three-year-old, the five-year-old, and then even the eight-month-old. But she, she is the mother. She's going to have to live with it. We're going to wait until we get more details on that. I want to remind you folks, if you ever have an emergency at Med Urgent Care, two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, at Med Urgent Care, they specialize in ambulatory medicine. Now, at Med, AT Med, they're an alternative to hospital-based emergency rooms. Cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies rooms. At-med urgent care, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries. I have been to both locations, both the 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson and also 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, and the doctors saw me in less than a half hour. At-med urgent care. You can also find them online at atmedurgentcare.net. Remember, if it's an emergency, and I know for a fact that many hospital emergency rooms, because this overwhelm, will no longer check out people that are in a vehicle accident. And a lot of times people say, you know, I think I'm okay, but I just want to have somebody look me over. A lot of hospital emergency rooms won't do that anymore, but AtMed will. When it's an emergency, Take yourself or a loved one or a friend or worker to AtMed Urgent Care in their two locations. Well, folks, good afternoon, 1255. It is Wednesday. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Now, remember, we do go next hour. We do go into uh, up until 2 o'clock. This Duxbury story, though, it's just, um, it is. It's just so disturbing. Next hour, I will... If we have any more any more updates um, about this, by the way, 
and I, I'm obviously we'll bring it to you, but it, oh wow. Okay, so this is new. Massachusetts General Hospital confirms the woman involved is the employee. I know her name. I'm going to let someone else do the name. I don't see any. They, they released a statement. We're shocked and saddened to learn of this unthinkable tragedy. We extend our deepest sympathies to all those affected by these devastating events. You know, with an eight-month child, eight-month-old child, and the... The other was, um, oh, let me see this. Coming residents in Duxbury, drop, Duxbury dropping off lunch to first responders. That was just a short time ago. You know, this is one of those situations. People want to do something. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. And it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to process. You know, when you, um, at 12.56, when we, sometimes when we see someone who's committed uh, an atrocious act, I think it, it's, I, I'm not going to come up with a great analogy here, but it's almost easier for us if when you look at the individual and they look dangerous, right? Like they look tattooed they i think it's almost easier they look like a murderer they look like someone that's got the the weapon i think it's harder sometimes when we see sometimes with the school shootings or the mass shootings when you see the individuals like the guy with the orange hair right in colorado or sometimes when we see these people it almost seems i think easier to process because they almost kind of look the way we'd expect them to look. But with this, I, she doesn't fit the profile. They don't fit the profile. I, 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 and Brian Walsh, as much as he seemed off, and to me, like his, his, our first introduction to him was the, um, was the smirk in a way, kind of going into court. But this woman, attractive young couple, beautiful family, living the American dream, registered nurse at Mass General Hospital, three beautiful, smiling, healthy children. It just doesn't make sense. And in, in a beautiful community, and I fully get, some people don't get why it, you know, why um, people would highlight the fact that it happened in a Duxbury. I know that people will, some people say, you know, whoa, do you think that stuff only happened? I'm not, I'm not saying that, but it just, it really tears down, kind of like in Cohasset. It's hard to, I think, I think it's hard to wrap around. He'd like, what? He killed her on New Year's morning and then dismembered her in the basement? And now this one, though. This is all month of January, South Shore. Two very desirable communities, both Duxbury and Cohasset. All right, it's 1259. I will be doing Facebook Live later. We have another hour to go on the radio. I still want to talk about the Providence Schools. We'll give you the latest on this Duxbury case. Folks, it's the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM. But here's what's going to happen. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. Remember, you can listen at the website. Just click listen live to Petro.com. 
We're going to be back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.